Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. All right, joining me in the studio for the second part of the show today is Herman Kelly, who is running for election currently at the moment. He wants to stay in Europe in one way, but wants us out of Europe in another way. Good afternoon to you. Hello, Niall. How are you? Uh, good to meet you. Uh, nice to have you in the studio. Um, a lot of people, by the way, kind of fans of yours because I suppose of your idea of leaving Europe, the air exit, yes. as we call it. And we'll come to that in a minute, all right? Yeah. Um, I'm looking here at you. You've handed me your, obviously, your election campaign poster or your... Uh, leaflet, and there's quite a bit in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on here, isn't there? Yes. I mean, does that? It's not just about uh, leaving the EU and taking back control of our national democracy. It's also stuff about lowering taxes, encouraging workers, SMEs, stop wasting money and stupid things like carbon tax and uh, like. But see, some people don't. Th- no, I, you know, personally don't yeah. agree with carbon tax, but yes. there are a lot of people who do agree with it. For example, the Green Party. Yeah. Obviously, they would agree with it uh, because they believe it's important. They watched David Attenborough last week. The environment is important. We need to do more about climate change. That costs money. I was on. Uh, I was on against the Green Councillor uh, Pat Costello there on on Sunday. I basically made the case: Look, it's discriminatory. It unfairly hits poor people. People on low incomes have less disposable income. You had a rich person, that's no problem. But the rich per, are paying more in carbon tax. In regards they? property tax, in, in regards carbon tax. Yeah, but it, it's pr- pretty much a fixed The them property up. tax is a separate issue, yeah. right? And we'll talk about that but in a second. But, but like the carbon, carbon tax, tax penalises people, ordinary people for driving to work, for heating their homes, these uh, necessities in life that you can't escape. And they want to put more it, carbon it, tax it, on yeah, people, don't I, they? I also, also hammers the uh, agribusness of farmers... Uh, <coughs> milk, beef or whatever. But anyway, uh, it hits them disproportionately. It, it's not quite, but it's almost like a poll tax that they you have to pay this amount, €1,000 a, a year, out of your basic income. And that really hammers uh, working class people. And also, it doesn't, it's not effective. What it claims to do, it's basically about taking money from poor people in rich countries and giving it to rich people in poor countries, and this. But have you have you looked European into European trading scheme? It, it, it okay, all goes so, to so people in China and India and okay, all that. The one thirty two I paid for diesel earlier on per liter. Yes. All right, there's five percent carbon tax on that. Right. So, right. Have you looked into where that five percent goes? Is it ring fenced for something in particular, or is it just going straight into the exchequer and that's the end of it? Well, uh, there's this European trading scheme, and basically. Uh, Countries like Ireland and the UK and France and Germany, it's basically about transferring and giving money to uh, companies in China and India, the basically the big uh, polluters, that they get uh, they get part of this money, and it's not. Uh, it's also a bit of a, a VAT uh, a VAT fraud scheme, or it was up until well, about well, five, well, five the, years they're ago. They're taxing the VAT, yeah. Aren't they? yeah. But basically, you're paying people that to not, and also you also have to look at. Is carbon dioxide, which is, when I studied biology, it was called plant food. It's necessary for photosynthesis. Is carbon dioxide, is is that a cause or an effect of uh, climate change? Climate change is a fact. It has always happened. It's happened over Are millennia. Are you a denier? Are you a denier? <clears throat> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic. I, 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 you question. <clears throat> I, I question, and it should be to so science. So do you believe that we, science as be, human beings, are having an effect on the climate? Uh I, I believe the major uh, factor in changing the climate over millennia 
is the Earth's proximity to the sun and sunspots. Okay, but do you believe that we as human billions, the, the two billion to, to now eight billion people that we have over the last 100 years, do you believe we're having an effect on the climate? Well... A negligible effect on the climate? I think, well, the major factor is the sun. I do uh, agree that humans are having a large effect on so the we environment. Have a, so we have a responsibility. Uh, uh, no, in regards to pollution. Uh, like, there's no use pumping sulfur dioxide and nitrogen ox- oxide out into the air polluting our uh, the seas, our waterways. So w- that also is a green uh, mm-hmm. standpoint that I have that we want to stop pollution, we want to stop use of single-use plastics, things like that. We want to bring back, plant more deciduous forests in Ireland, stop pollution as we can, increase bio- bio- biodiversity. But I think that the carbon tax is a co- complete diversion. People can't really see or... Uh, okay, uh, but... I understand where you're going with that. And there are a lot of people who are quite sceptical of some of the information that are out there. Some of the other stuff that you mentioned as well, by the way, is the television license. This is something that comes up in the show quite regularly. There's an argument there. I, I like you, wouldn't watch RTE if anybody paid me to, yeah. right? I mean, mind, mind you, there are one or two programs. Like it's a prime time I would watch, yeah. right? So the news could be quite yeah, yeah. good sometimes. I don't believe it's as popular as it used to be. Yeah. But anyway, I would rather, some of the top programs in RTE, I would rather stick pins in my eyes than watch it. But yes. in saying that, I do have a duty because it is a public service. Yeah. They are providing a public service, such as things like the World Cup, you know, at the Olympics, um, big events that have to be televised, football matches, like all this kind of stuff. I know we can get watch some of that on Sky. Yeah. So they, they, they do perform a public service that we, as a radio station, for example, here at Classic Hits, mm. because we're publicly or privately owned, couldn't afford yeah. to do. Well, you have to respond to your listeners. You're a commercial station. People have to want to, to listen to you. But the, 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 the money has to come from somewhere. Uh, RTE, the problem is, is it a public broadcaster or is it a platform for propaganda with those with strong political views? Now, when I was a kid growing up in Derry, it was known as the Sticky Station because uh, Sinn Féin and the Workers' Party, uh, Owen Harris, uh, and people like that, no, they had a massive effect on RTE. They were very smart. Well, Sinn Féin were banned from RTE, I once Yeah, say. but Sinn Féin and the Workers' Party, uh, okay. which is, the, the their nickname was the Stickies, and they were they changed from being nationalist and uh, to internationalist and then anti-nationalist. And RTE, uh, many people from that party got anti RTE, helped form a culture which is very anti-nationalist. I, my uh, thoughts on RTE. So you, you don't believe they're impartial. They're not impartial at all. Like if you have a thing about uh, discuss about the European Union on uh, RTE, like you just forget it. But you've been on RTE. I think it was, uh, I think I had about 40 seconds or maybe 50 seconds there. I was in the audience of a debate there in Clareburn about three weeks ago. Okay, have you ever been given a platform in RT? Uh, they used a... Uh, or somebody a, of... A, in, in September, uh, they... No, I've never been asked... Has, has, I, anybody, never has been, anybody from Air... Well, with an Air Exit I've never view. asked, been asked on to a panel to, to discuss... Okay, but people Air with Air Exit Views yeah. have been given a platform. But, uh, yes, debates. for a very short time. Yeah, yeah and the same, yeah. if we go back to referendums, the abortion, yeah. uh, you know, same-sex marriage, people yeah. on the uh, on both sides were given an opportunity. Yeah, and they could argue about what opportunities they were given, but they were given opportunities. So in, in, that in, sense, in, they, in, in debates and referenda, but yeah. in general, but because they're then constrained, but in general reporting, the, the views that are given much greater prominence in RT are usually people in RT agree with it. So you have this Libby Dibby, South Dublin, anti-nationalist uh, set of views which is uh, presented Okay, so you don't believe it's value for money at 160 I don't think it's value for money. I think people, if they want to t- tune into a radio station or a 
or a TV, like Virgin Media, commercial station, well, they, they tune in and the advertisers get the money. I don't think the, the public should subsidize what is pretty much propaganda station. All right, okay. Uh, no, I'm not saying like all the journalists in RT are bad, but I, I just think there's a certain predominance of you believe there's an all, agenda of you on RT. So you believe there's a liberal agenda? Yes. All right, okay. Uh, Well, many people may agree, which is some may not, okay. Uh, In relation to your views on Ireland leaving the EU, there there are pros and cons to leaving the EU. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and we have the EU to thank for a lot of things in this country. I don't think... The roads. Yes, it gets brought up all the time, the infrastructure. Absolutely. And we we do have the EU to thank for. And maybe we could have afforded it without the EU, I suppose, if we had have had, uh, you know, our our fisheries and everything else, and our oil and our gas and everything else that we would have had. But in saying that, we do have to thank the EU for a lot. They bailed us out as well. No, occasion. they didn't bail us out. They stitched us up. Well, Pe- I know the next four people, generations will be paying for it. People we didn't elect, these old guys like Drunker Junker, they're over there in Brussels. In 2011, the, the EU, IMF, uh, European Commission, imposed 64 billion bank debt on the Irish taxpayer. They didn't bail us out. They shafted the Irish Well, was, what was the option? The option was to let the banks fold. Well, it happened in Iceland. And, we, we and it worked very Iceland well in Iceland. Ireland. There's a smaller population. You can't compare it. Yes, their it. quarter of a million were for uh, 4.8 million or yeah. whatever. Well, but you see, you can't make a comparison. It would have been complete. It would have been well, dis- devastation. Well, the thing is, the banks those banks were Franco-German banks. They couldn't have the collapsed. 64 German, billion. German, come on, you're an intelligent yeah, because man. Because it would have hurt, how would it, how would hurt it wor- the euro. But how would Irish people have felt if they had gone to the banks no, to the ATM machine and there was no the, money? The, mi- the mistake we made was in the Treaty of Maastricht without virtually any debate and during the Treaty of Maastricht about joining the Europe it was all about abortion and stuff like that there which had virtually nothing to do with the Treaty of Maastricht. The big agenda changer in the Treaty of Maastricht was we joined the Euro. We lost control of our own interest rates and money supply. In the Treaty of Nice we then voted to expand into Eastern Europe and people from Eastern Europe had free untrammeled right. 500 million people now have an untrammeled right because of EU membership to come into Ireland. In 2009 onwards we had cheap labour, we had cheap credit, we had a building boom in Boston. Half a million people came to Ireland, we had a building boom in Boston and then 2012 152,000 people had to emigrate out of Ireland. So we were shafted because of these bad decisions. There weren't proper debate about it on the public broadcaster, such as RT, but the the consequences of losing control of our own currency, losing control of our border border policy, and it was ordinary Irish people who had to suffer the consequences. Now, the 64 billion bank debt, which they imposed upon us, will affect our life, the life of our children and our grandchildren for the next 30, okay, but 40 years. That now can't be undone unless we leave Europe. If we yeah. leave Europe and change our currency, of course, we can reduce that debt yes. uh, by changing but, currency. But, it, but, but, it, but let me get back to immigration because you mentioned immigration and people coming to Ireland, the amount of people that are now coming to Ireland through Europe from uh, not from non-EU countries. And yeah. um, This is obviously a big thing that you know many people have talked to you about in the past. Yes. What are your feelings on asylum seekers, direct provision, um, you know, hum- the, the humanitarian causes that we have, are, you know, taken in Syrians? Um, what are your What are your feelings? Well, on just there last night, uh, I heard that the Asi Biba, the woman, uh, the Christian woman in Pakistan who's been in jail for many years, has been been freed and for, has blasphemy. Go, uh, uh, yeah. for blasphemy and has gone to Canada. Now, there are many people around the world who, for various reasons, are persecuted. They have nowhere to go to. And I think Ireland, yeah, we do have a moral duty to take in genuine refugees, people who have nowhere else to go. But the problem is in Ireland is that even according to government statistics, only an, only 8% of all those people who are 
apply for asylum in Ireland are accepted as genuine. And in the meantime, they're here on the... Uh, so these the vast majority of people are fake UGs. They're not genuine, but they come over, they get provided, uh, they get money from the state, they get housed by the state, they get fed, sorry, not by the state, by the Irish taxpayer. And uh, these people are not genuine. They snarl up our legal system with all these uh, appeals, go, uh, appeals, uh, appeal one after another. So, the, who, so, who, how, who, so how do you change fat, that system? Who, who gets fat on this? Okay, but how, how do you change the system but still treat people with dignity uh, because every human being deserves to be treated with dignity. Yeah, well, well, they ha- it has to be f- uh, fast-tracked, not into, as it is, that people can be here for 10 years, 8 years, or 6 so, years. So if we fast-track it, what happens if they get it wrong? If they get it wrong. 6 weeks are then put back to the country. And if they're here illegally, they, I believe they should be deported immediately. In other words, if they, in other words, if they don't fit the criteria if, of the convention. Like, m- my thing about immigration thing, an EU membership means that 500 million people have an untrammeled right to come here and there's nothing we can do. That's a consequence of... But they're not allowed to come here. Of, but they do have a right to come here if they so wish. Now, our population has increased by 1 million in the last 20 years. The Irish government, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Ireland 240 plan, they want to increase that again by another, an additional 1 million by, by 2040. Now, that has massive... Ramifications. Did I hear Simon Coveney recently say that the population could be 10 million by 2050? Yeah, the Greens were saying that as well. Eamon Ryan said that as well. Yeah. Even like 10 million, like, uh, what are we going to sink on an island or something like that? <laughs> but it has massive cultural and economic ramifications. And we know that, 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 that prediction of 10 million by yeah. Simon Coveney for 2050, that can't be Irish because the birth rate of Irish people yeah, has gone down. We're now below. Uh, replacement level so like it's obviously non-Irish people and well, it's we, we do we do have a problem that Ireland obviously had a decreasing population since the famine yes okay we had 10 million people in this country at one stage yes. so we were de- decreasing population our population can handle more we can handle more people but sadly we're having less babies yes you know because Ireland like the rest of Europe has seen a huge decrease in the amount of children that we're having we've yes. gone from having sort of five or six kids in a family to having two yeah. I, so, I, I, so we, we somehow have to sustain a population to keep an economy going yeah. so the only option there is to allow people in, isn't it? Well, well, the, well, well, there's two aspects. Yes, you brought up one. We're now below replacement level. I actually just give you a little aside in that. It was the first article I ever wrote in the national press. It was in the Sunday Business Post. The article was entitled uh, Demographic Change in Ireland and Europe. And it was all about encouraging our, we're below birth rate. We need to encourage, as they are in Hungary at the moment, encouraging through tax incentives and housing policy to encourage families like in Hungary or in our case, in Ireland, to have kids, to educate them and bring them up and carry on our culture and, and way of life and also mm. be successfully economically. Uh, and the first comment on it from some guy was, uh, uh, I'm willing to do my part, you know, uh, in regards to demographic replacement. Somebody texts him otherwise says, uh, could you ask Herman how he feels about being called racist or Islamophobe every time he has a debate? Uh, I love racist. I love the 100 metres, 200 metres, 400 metres. I love all races. Now, anything but, over but a mile, how do you feel when anything you, over a mile is too long for me. How do you feel when you, you know, when people refer to you? Because of you have a view. Yes. Uh, and they refer to you as being an Islamophobe. I, 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 I just, it makes me laugh. Because the whole thing about racist, the only, like, it's really killing these people. Because they've they've trolled through everything I've ever done on Twitter, on Facebook. I've been a journalist for 17 years. I believe there's only one human race. I don't believe it goes from whitest white to blackest black. There's a continuum. There's not even separate races. So how can I be a racist and believe in racial superiority when I only believe in one one human race? When, when you say superiority, it, do makes, you, do you it makes me laugh at it that it kills these people that they can't find any killer quote from Herman Kelly. They say, oh, he's a racist. Do you believe the I Irish are more important in Ireland? 
should Irish, Irish people, people get priority? should have a priority. It's incredible that people would feel uncomfortable actually saying that. Because that is the case. That Irish people, like people who have lived here for generations, who have contributed, what make, but what makes contributed Irish? to Irish society, that, that we should even... Uh, think, oh, it's terrible that an Irish person should be in Ireland, should be, and if they need a house, should be on top of the housing list over someone who's just arrived off a plane from Zimbabwe or from uh, Poland. Like, of course, an Irish person who belongs here, whose family through generations okay, if there are, have contributed to our country. Okay, should so be the first you made a whole point there, mm. two generations. Mm. So if somebody comes here from Africa yes. and they've been here 10 years yeah. and they've recently got naturalisation and they're now an Irish citizen, yeah. should they have the same priority? Well, they, they are an Irish citizen and that means they, they will have a vote. But I, I think... Do, they, do you uh, consider them Irish? Uh, no. If I go and... Uh, if I emigrate to uh, Africa, there's friends of mine. Uh, he uh, grew up in Zambia. He lived there all his life. Uh, well, most of his life. But his parents were Irish. He was Irish. He came back to Ireland. He, he, ne- he, ne- he was never Zambian. But he didn't apply for a Zambian passport, or I assume. An but he passport. lived there. He, he was entitled to one if he wanted one, but he was always Irish. Okay, but what I'm saying, Irish. does a passport and, make uh, you Irish? Uh no, it makes you an Irish citizen. It doesn't really. No, it doesn't make. You so Irish there's a no. difference between being an Irish there's citizen and an Irish national. The, exactly. Yes. Okay, so that's how you define it: being an Irish. So being an Irish national is somebody who has he- nationality, heritage. Has, in the nationality has to do with culture. A citizenship has to do with a piece of paper. Like I, I'm from Derry myself. I'm. I have. A, I have the freedom if I wanted to apply for a British passport. I could be Irish, and I, I could say, "Oh, I'm. I'm British because I have a British passport." But I don't want one, and it's untrue because I'm Irish anyway. So, mm-hmm. nationality depends on culture, uh, about family, about upbringing, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, look, we. I think uh, Irish people. We've been taken for a ride. If anyone raises objections to. Irish taxpayers' money going to fund uh, schemers and scammers who come here, land on a plane, uh, uh, apply for. They're not all schemers. No, they're, not, they're not. They're not. But when only the, when, when only eight percent are genuine. Yeah. That uh, when you raise a voice about that, uh, I, you're I, called I, racist. That's oh, what, I did, I did experience that last yeah, week. Yeah, that's what they do. But you did very well. You, <laughs> exactly. just, told me, you just told me to get lost, honey. <laughs> I, uh, I experienced that on the, on yeah, the yeah. slideshow last week. Uh, just to mention as well uh, that there are many other people running, of course, in the elections, uh, the European elections. Are you, are you excited about you know, winning again? No, I, 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 I've, again? Been, I've been around canvassing, and especially in working class areas. And I have it? been need more, your uh, I know, yeah. alma mater. Right. Uh, that uh, The reception in working class areas is really, really good. But it's a good job, uh, isn't and, it? And, I mean, it's a well-paid job, isn't it? And, and you know, uh, yes, it is. I think it's about eight and a half thousand a year uh, for an MEP, and then they also have uh, office so- allowance about four thousand a month. Well, it's a hundred. No, it's one hundred and sixteen thousand. One hundred and ninety. No, I was 000. per month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's per month. Yeah. Yeah. It's one hundred ninety thousand per year. Yeah. And then you're what's the allowance per it's month four, per, for staff? Four, uh, roughly four and a half thousand uh, per month. So uh, staff. office allowance. And, and do you think you can actually change anything? Because really. Apart from obviously telling us what you believe we yes. should happen, yeah. you don't really have the power to do anything. Well, it's going to change in this uh, in this term because for the first time in the history of the European Parliament, Eurosceptic uh, parties and groups are going to be coming back. Uh, we're being told, at least 
at least a quarter and maybe up to a third of the parliament. That means they'll have a block in what is called technically a block in minority. So they, for the first time, will be able to change and to block legislation coming from the European Commission. So that is new. Okay, somebody texts in and says, I think Herman Kelly is an, an Irish Nigel Farage. Fair play to him. Do, do you take that as an insult I, or I, do you I, take that I, I as a compliment? Uh, Nigel Farage, I don't think he's as handsome or as modest as I am. <laughs> right, okay, but you take it as an insult? He's probably or a or better speaker. I mean, from, I, I suppose from... For being, being politically effective, uh, he's exerted incredible change in Britain. From well, being, I, but it's still not sorted out yet. From being regarded as a, a crank 25 years ago to... It seemed in the polls that uh, the Brexit party are going to come back with at least 27%. What's going to happen in October? What what I think, two months ago... Give me a quick prediction. Yeah, two months ago I thought Brexit was not going to happen. They're going to get subsumed in by the civil service. But I now think Brexit party are going to top the polls. Tory party are going to get rid of Theresa May. They're going to have a Brexiteer Prime Minister and we're going to have Brexit under WTO rules. So it will be very changed times. So will that be a Brexit, a hard Brexit? Yes. And so yeah. do you see the a border? Do, well, then do you see a border? In I, I, I believe in the absence of negotiations, bilateral negotiations between Irish and British government, that the EU Commission have made it very clear in January, and to quote one of the guys, it will be a hard border of the European Union. They will demand, because Ireland is a member we won't of the single market, they, they, the European Commission will demand that Ireland imposes a hard border and with structure on the border with Ireland to enforce because essentially the we, have, we won't have a choice in that yes, because Leo exactly. believes Leo believes yes, we have a choice and why won't we have a choice because we're in a political union with people in Brussels now in matters of EU competence and, and this is my basic problem it's not about immigration it's not so much about money it's basically to do with the political philosophy that I have always desired and worked that Irish people alone have the democratic ability to make their own decisions and either float by their own genius or or sink by their own stupidity and that the, at the moment in, ma- in matters of EU competence EU regulations are supreme over Irish law over the Irish Supreme Court and over the Irish Constitution. For me that is completely unacceptable and because we don't have the power to work in our own interests Many bad things have been imposed upon us by the European Commission and we can't stop it. Like the debt is, is one example. Free movement of anybody can come here. Look, we're not really a country unless... So you, so you want to control our borders? Yes. I you want don't to want to close the laws. borders, but no, you want to control them? I, if it's a choice between controlled or uncontrolled, I want controlled immigration. What do you say to people, many liberals out there, who yeah. want open borders, essentially? Well, do you know what? When you actually push them, they don't. Because the UN says that any one time, 60 million people want to emigrate in the world. So if you go to these uh, Green Party and people before profit, it's only lunatics, anarchists, uh, Trotskyites and globalist capitalists who are in favour of open borders. Why? Because they get cheap labour. Okay, just to mention as well, uh, running for the seats as well is uh, Barry Andrews, Lynn Boylan, Gillian Brain, uh, Kieran Cuff, Claire Daly, Mark Durkin, Francis Fitzgerald, Gary Gannon, Ben Gilroy, Rita Harold, uh, Alice Mary Higgins, Herman Kelly, of course, is with us in the studio, Tony Bosco, Ashling McNeef, uh, Mark Mullen, Eamon Murphy, Gemma O'Doherty, uh, Ellis Ryan and Alex White, uh, all running for those seats as well. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.